This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Rappaport to the Rescue with award-winning animal advocate Jill Rappaport. Hi, welcome to Rappaport to the Rescue. I'm Jill Rappaport. Very excited about the show today. We have one of the youngest, brightest stars on the stage and screen. This wonderful young lady is only 18 years old. Of course, I'm talking about Gabriella Grace Zolo. She is unbelievable. She started her career, would you believe, at 10 years old when she first made her breakthrough role on Broadway for her portrayal as Matilda in Matilda the Musical in 2013. And then just four years later in 2019, she wowed him again on Broadway in Funhouse. And recently, she has been receiving widespread recognition for her incredible role as Susie in Stranger Things. She is adorable talented, passionate, and what I love about her most is her love of rescue animals, especially her two rescue cats. And we haven't done a lot of shows about cats, and I am thrilled that we're doing one today. And I am so excited to talk to Gabby about how these two little angels are truly her soulmates. And we will be joined by my soulmate, the one and only Bill Berloni, the greatest trainer of all time who has a very special relationship with Gabby. And we will talk to both of them and hear about that relationship and those wonderful cats and her incredible career at only 18 years old when we come back. Hey, everyone, Michelle Fern here. You know, dogs are part of our family. They're just our fur babes. And we want them to feel comfortable and cozy and above all, make sure they're safe and protected. And that's how Diggs feels, too. That's Diggs with two Gs. They're dedicated to improving the safety, happiness, health of your pets. And they have great, smart, stylish, super easy to use products. I love the Diggs Revel Collapsible Dog Crate. And it's not just a crate that you need when you're crate training your pooch. This crate is fabulous for your older dog. Dogs love having a little area they can go in and nest that's just their own. It's wonderful for traveling. If you're visiting people this summer and you're taking your pooch, take the Revel with you. It's a great way to set up a little space for your dog inside the area that you're staying in where they feel comfortable and safe. And guess what? The Revel Collapsible Dog Crate is a cinch to use. It's so convenient. You can literally raise it and collapse it with one hand. Very easy to clean and no injuries to paws or jaws. And if you're traveling in the air this summer, make sure you check out Dig's five-star passenger travel carrier. It's small enough to fit right under your airline seat and plenty of space for your pooch. Make your pets more comfortable with Dig's wonderful products. And for a limited time, you'll get 15% off your entire Dig's order. You just have to go to my special URL, digs.pet.life. That's D-I-G-G-S dot pet slash pet life to get 15% off. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Rappaport to the Rescue. I'm Jill Rappaport. If you heard in the open, I have two very special guests today. First, the one and only Gabby Pizzolo, 
who is only 18 years old, a true star on Broadway, on television, and one of the sweetest young ladies you'll ever meet. And I am joined with one of my favorite people, the one and only Bill Berloni. And you two have a very special relationship. If it wasn't for Bill, knowing you, Gabby, you wouldn't be here today. So Bill, thank you. Why don't you tell us about this relationship? Well, you know, our show is all about talking about our love for animals and especially rescue animals. And my wife and I have been developing a musical based on the children's book because of Winn-Dixie. And we were in our third out-of-town tryout and we were casting the main role of a young girl who befriends this very large dog. And being our third time around, we had only asked for actresses to audition who had dogs. But one of the casting agents called our casting agent and said, listen, you got to meet this kid. She's great. And I remember, you know, coming around to, to Gabby's time and I'm like, I got to go through a whole thing with another kid who doesn't know how to pet a dog. <laughs> and, and she came in and she immediately saw Bodie, the big gray dog. And before she said hello to us, she said hello to him. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And then she just started to communicate with him. And um, it was a beautiful moment. And for those of us in the room, that's the story of Because of Winn-Dixie, this girl finding and falling in love with a rescue dog. So it didn't take longer for the audition to be over. And we were pretty sure we had found our girl. You found the star. Gabby, welcome to Rappaport to the Rescue. It's a true honor for me. I have been a fan for such a long time. You're so young and so talented. It's just daunting to me looking at you and reading about you and watching your career evolve over the years. You started at such a young age and it is truly amazing. Do you pinch yourself every day? Oh my God. Um, well, I feel like a lot of it was really a lot of luck and meeting a lot of really amazing people like Bill and like Bodie. But thank you so much for having me, Jill. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I love how you say it's a lot of it's luck. No, anyone has been blessed enough to see Gabby either on Broadway or watched her on TV. You know how talented she is. Yeah, luck may play a little morsel of this whole role and life that you have, but let's be honest, it's a whole lot of talent. Well, thank you. And my doggy agrees. He always is very vocal when he loves. I was dog. wondering who that was. <laughs> That's Oscar Meyer. And he always chimes in when he's a big fan oh. of somebody. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. But I like to think that there's a lot of really, I mean, just from working all these years, I mean, I've seen a, a lot of really incredibly talented, talented people. So I like to think that it's a lot of right place, right time, because there's so many amazing people. But being that young, I mean, here you were on Broadway as Matilda, 10 years old. How is it that, A, you can memorize those lines, that you can have that kind of structure in your life at such a young age and also balance your life just being a kid? I don't even know. I think that what Matilda did really, really great for little kids is that Matthew Borkus, the director, really hammered in that kids should be kids first and foremost, especially at that young of an age. So children never spent more than around a year in a contract with Matilda and they phased them out so quick one, but just because getting new people in, but also just to have the kids have that wonderful experience, but then also be able to go back to a really regular lifestyle if that's what they wanted. Well, you know, you started so young on Broadway and you continue to have a career on Broadway. How did you balance that? with your childhood. I'm assuming you had a bunch of friends that could not believe they were friends with you. <laughs> and you know, how, what did your parents do to keep you grounded? 
Oh, it's it's funny you ask because a lot of my friends actually weren't even allowed to know half of the time what I was doing. A lot of the time they try and keep a lot of productions really under wraps. So you're told like, you know, you shouldn't disclose information. And so I'd be like, you know, I'm going out and I'm I'm going somewhere in the United States and I'll see you guys in like five months. But let's FaceTime. <laughs> and it's hard for a kid to keep a secret, right? I mean, yeah, I think that a lot of it is like a lot of the things that I learned by doing what I do are things that I would have been learning if I was in school, but I just learned them in completely different ways. And all of my friends at school, I mean, socially, everyone was so incredibly supportive. And it was just, I have really nothing negative to say about it. I mean, sure, there were times when things were stressful or chaotic, but I kind of expected that going into the field. So a lot of it was really, really incredible. And yeah, I just, I feel really, really lucky. While we're on the subject of parents, Gabby's parents are so down to earth and so caring. Gabby has a younger sister and it's not about making their child a star. It was allowing each of their children to follow their wishes and try things. And I remember Gabby, we love kids who have great parents because it keeps you grounded and you don't grow up being all screwed up. But her parents were always there and we loved them. And I think that's part of really your success is that you had that safety guard with your parents, you know? Right. I definitely agree. I feel like a lot of it was sacrifice, but they were willing to do that to help me do what I wanted to do. And it's really interesting because none of them, neither of my parents were really musical people. They were both like huge athletes in high school. And so when I was like, I really love the arts, they were super supportive, but knew nothing about it. <laughs> so we kind of went into it blind. But it's really funny because I think that equally having siblings and living this lifestyle is definitely tricky sometimes. But, you know, my sister's like off at a dance competition right now, and they're helping her with that. And I feel like they did a really great job at splitting their time and allowing both of us to do what we really wanted to do and, and let us shine and do do what we wanted. And you didn't feel like you missed out on a childhood because you started so young where other kids were, you know, kids like to talk and they can barely keep a secret here. You're on the road. Everything had to be secretive. And you didn't have all that time with your friends that normal young children would have if they weren't in show business. Did you feel like you missed out at all? Or you felt like you were the luckiest kid in the world? Right. Well, I think that with that, it's hard to not feel like, I wouldn't say that I felt like I missed out. I think that I just experienced things in a very different way from a young age. But I, I spent all my time in public school throughout all the years that I was working. And so I, I lived a very normal life still. And I kind of really feel like that was the only way to do what I do. And personally, I just feel like in order to be an actor or an artist in general, having a very regular life with a solid support system of real people who aren't involved in that world is so important because if you want to be an actor, you're acting out the things that you would be doing in real life. So having a real life is kind of the base of everything. So just doing both of those things, I kind of got the best of both worlds. And yes, it was a little bit crazy, but I really wouldn't have it any other way. And, you know, it's so amazing because, you know, the TV show now that everybody's talking about your role in, it took you in a whole different orbit, didn't it, Gabby? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think definitely with a show of that scale, it's it was really, really wild. We're talking Stranger Things. 
Yes, to be a part of something that huge. But honestly, the people that I worked with, I had actually known since I was really little because all of the kids, I mean, most of them grew up either on Broadway or auditioning for Broadway. And so we already all knew each other. And I think that 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 helped a lot with especially with shows of that scale, having those relationships already built just really helped to keep people sane and, and having a fun time while making something truly incredible. Well, it's so interesting because like Bill was saying, he was a little skeptical. He thought, oh no, another kid and having to get you used to a dog. But what I love also about you in the show is our focus today is on cats. You are a huge cat rescuer and your two cats are your fur children. And I love that. And Bill and I were talking about this before we had your interview locked in. And I thought this is so great because we don't do enough shows about cats and the relationship I know for you is so special, isn't it, Gabby? It really is. And I feel like I've always loved animals. I've really never been more of a cat person or a dog person. And I know there's like a huge debate about that, but I just felt like with my lifestyle and the way that my family lived, I learned, especially from Bill, that dogs it's like a real relationship where you feed off of each other and you need each other. And that constant affection is something that needs to be met. And I felt like if we're going between cats and dogs, you know, our cats luckily are super independent and we love them so, so much, but it felt unfair to live a lifestyle where we were constantly away and and working and not able to, and basically neglecting that type of relationship. But with our cats, we got them when I was really little and we realized that they were so independent. They were so smart. They literally would outsmart us all the time. And they really, they took care of each other and their brothers. So really we felt like that was a much better option for our lifestyle. Tell me about how you came to these two cats, how you rescued them, where you got them from. Yes. So it was December when I was in third grade, I believe. So I was I was pretty little and my parents had surprised us for the holidays by getting them. And I'm pretty sure that they had found the cats from a shelter that rescued from Hurricane Irene, because up where we lived near Albany, we were hit really bad and there was just a lot of like destruction. And so they found this litter of cats and these two these two brothers were the only two that they had and they were from the whiskers animal benevolent league in albany and they were just my parents were immediately like oh my god these cats are so adorable and they love each other and i just i think that it was like kind of really meant to be and they they knew it immediately and they were like this is it and <laughs> and, they home and and Jilly and I Jilly's my sister we were so excited we were just two little kids who had always wanted a pet we never had pets before and then we have not one but two and we were like oh my gosh this is so amazing we didn't even need anything for the rest of the year we were like no presents for any other holiday this is good enough oh i bet your parents love that <laughs> oh they really they really did yeah but you know bill was talking about you and your relationship bill at that age you know it just sounds so perfect and it's really amazing that at that age gabby and her sister they were able to bond and connect and really take care of cats that are independent what does that tell you about her and also these cats it tells me more about her parents you know in terms of 
what we always talk about, Jill, you know, is like finding the right home for a pet. And obviously her parents recognize this lifestyle wasn't good for a dog. What can we do to help our children learn about and love animals? Let's get some cats. And they got them at the right time. Obviously, you guys were a little older. You weren't like, you know, five and six. And you understood that they were rescued and they came from a hurricane and they needed a home and they loved each other. All those wonderful values that animals teach us, you know, and we get to share with. So, yeah, again, the perfect way to introduce children to the love of animals when they're ready to understand it. And, you know, Bill, so much of it is about taking care of each other. You know, Gabby, the way she describes a relationship, it really is who rescued who. But what I love is that cats are really in a dire situation. We've talked about this and Bill, you're at the shelter all the time. I mean, isn't it like 10 cats to every one dog? It's like unbelievable how many cats are out there needing a home. Yeah, I mean, again, people can be so irresponsible and not spay and neuter their cats you know, unlike dogs, we're, I think we're a little more conscious of that and them possibly becoming impregnated. But people think, oh, I'm going to let my cat out, you know, and it goes outside for the day. And the next, you know, a few months later, there's kittens living under the porch or something or in the alley. So, yeah, it, you know, it's all about our message, Jill. It's about being responsible if you own any pet so that they don't continue to multiply and make the problem worse. Yeah. And but I'm so glad. I love to hear the rescue stories, especially of multiples. I'm so happy, Gabby, that your parents, you know, knew it was so important and it was such a great thing to open up their hearts and homes to two. That's wonderful. And because you were at such a young, impressionable, vulnerable age, do you think they affected your acting career? Do you think they added to your life and maybe gave you something in your life that made you the person you are today? Well, they certainly gave me things uh, in my real life that I still use today. I'm not sure if I feel like they directly related to my acting life, but I feel like coming home and, and having them there, just like another sibling, it was so warm and, and it was a happy thing to come back home after finishing a job. And it really, having them there really helped me through a lot. And I think what Bill was saying is completely right. I feel like any animal, just like a human, is worthy of love and respect. And having that instilled in my life at such a young age taught me so much about how to treat other people and other beings as an adult. I'm going to interject here because what I recognized from the first time you met Bodhi was that you understood animals had a life and you couldn't impose on it. So you have two cats who are very independent. You can't make them do anything. And yet you respected and loved who they were and took care of them, you know, as opposed to like, come here, kitty, I want to hold you, that sort of stuff. Because that's the way I saw you approach this dog you had never met. It's like, hi, how are you? You know? And uh, so I think it taught you a lot of respect in terms of concern about what others feel. And Gabby, do you think that you are more drawn, that you gravitate more towards roles and opportunities where there are pets in the project? You know, it's interesting because I feel like one of the only jobs that I've ever done with animals in the limelight was Winn-Dixie. And I think that's what made it so special. But I feel like it should be more normal to do that because there's so many amazingly talented animal actors. But I, I really feel like especially with because of Winn-Dixie. Part of it was so special because the story of Opal meeting this, this big, enchanting, wonderful dog was kind of like what I was going through because I had like some experiences, especially with bigger dogs when I was really little. 
And I was always a super short, tiny little person. And I would get super intimidated by larger animals, even though I, I didn't want to. But it's, I mean, we had a bunch of huge dogs like in the neighborhood, like right across the street from us. And I would always be intimidated. But I came to realize that through Bodhi, there was something so different. And I'd never seen it in that way before. It wasn't intimidation. It was just a full force, like love and adoration for a person. Learning that about animals, it kind of helped me with being Opal in Winn-Dixie because she's kind of learning the same exact things. And she's learning to love people again through loving this animal, this dog. Did you feel like that dog helped your acting ability, that connection? Did you feel like you were a more passionate performer? Oh, absolutely. Bodhi, again, outsmarted me probably the first week that we started working together. And I realized like, oh my God, (laughs) I really have to get this. I have to get it together. Like, (laughs) I feel like really Bodhi was really more leading me in, in this entire ordeal, you know, and I feel like it's it's really special to have an animal be the main character of a story. And getting to work with Bodhi just really opened my eyes to so many different things. And you don't mind being upstaged by a pet, right? It's a good backseat to have. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Bodhi took charge. Bodhi was amazing. Literally getting to see these people after performances completely like moved just by how incredible the performance was. And Bill, you were going to say how the relationship was just unbelievable. It was, it was. But I was also going to say, I think it taught Gabby something about acting. I say this to all the actors that animals don't act. They're live in the moment. And you as an actor can't be just sitting there waiting for your partner to do his lines or your partner to do his behavior. You have to be completely engaged and watching and listening to every moment of what your canine or feline actor is doing. And that's a really good skill for actors to have, to be able to listen, you know, as opposed to just standing there waiting for once my line coming up. So watching when Gabby learned that it was, it was a dance. It was a beautiful dance because some nights he'd be off, some nights she'd be off. And yet she'd make it all work out for the audience. Unbelievable. And Bill, I, you know, that experience, I'm sure it kind of jaded you going forward, you know, with young actors, you thought, wow, I need Gabby Pizzolo, <laughs> right? I know, I know. You know, and she was a little on the short side for 13. And we were hoping like she'd like stay there for a while. But no, (laughs) they grow up, they go to college, you know. Yeah, well, kids will grow. But I definitely I feel like it, it taught me so much also just about acting. You're right. I found myself in anything after Winn Dixie being so aware of the other people around me who were acting just because. I feel like Bodhi and I were so aware of each other. And that was like half of the job itself. Well, I love hearing about that relationship because as you said, you have cats. This was this big dog that was in your professional life. And obviously you're a huge animal lover. How is that going to affect your life going forward? Are you maybe one day planning on getting a dog or just hang with the cats for a while or whatever comes your way, you're going to be happy with? Absolutely. I feel like whatever comes my way, I will be happy with. I feel like it's not so much about an animal for me, but just who really needs it? Who do I connect with? And I do feel like hopefully one day when it is just me and and not my parents and my sister, I will have time to have a dog and have that full force love and connection no matter where my life takes me. But I definitely, no matter what, know that in my life, animals will be a part of it. 
and rescue animals. The idea, absolutely. you're such a great role model because, you know, here you're 18, but you've been having these animals in your life since you were very young. And you knew back then because your parents instilled this value in you, the importance of opening up your home, your heart to an animal in need. That is such a key message to educate all of your fans and your friends, you know, by watching you, hopefully you inspire them and their families to do it. Right. Well, I always encourage everybody to go rescue no matter what, but I feel like part of it is just incredibly therapeutic to take some animal that really truly needs it and have that connection. And, and it really, I felt like for me with Bodhi, it, it may have helped him, but I felt like it helped me so much more and he will never understand how much. Yeah, I have to add, and Gabby even learned more of a lesson about animal love. We then did Winn-Dixie two years later, another out-of-town tryout as our pre-Broadway tryout up in Connecticut. And Gabby came to see the show. And afterwards, you came to see him and he remembered you. Yeah, I was a little bit nervous. And going in, I knew that obviously it's sad for any kid to see something happen that that they grew out of and knowing that they were a part of that. But I feel like it was so special because after Bodhi came out and it was like no time had even passed. And I feel like it's a really special message about what relationships mean because you can meet actors who do another production and it's like you were never even there. But knowing that it was still very instilled in Bodhi made it easier for me to watch it all be done and see it all come together even even more spectacularly. And Bill, I'm so choked up to just see how emotional you are, you know, that this story and this relationship years later literally brought tears to your eyes just now, you know, just thinking about the bond that Gabby and this dog had and the indelible mark they left on each other. This is just such a beautiful story, isn't it, Bill, for you and your wife? Oh, yes. And, you know, and for people to not understand that, to not understand how animals love us and give us so much. And don't forget whether it's kindness or whether it's abuse, they don't forget, you know. So after the show, Abby came back and Bodhi came down and he was sniffing around and then he perked up. It went crazy, just fell on the ground. Oh, yeah. Oh. He was he was he was remembering how I would always do like the tummy rubs right after. And I feel like and he immediately laid down right in the same position. And I was like, I know you remember now. <laughs> oh, that is just such a beautiful story. What a special relationship that was. And I'm sure definitely affected the person you are today and helped with the person you are today. Because when you have a bond like that, you can't help but change in a very positive way. Right. I totally agree. I feel like with people, as you get older, you come to learn that like sometimes the way that they love each other can be so incredible. And sometimes it can be really, really cruel. But with animals, it never is negative. I don't think there's any instance in which it is negative. It is every positive aspect of a good relationship that you have. Oh, well, I'll tell you something, Gabby, you are truly a delight. Bill has been raving about you and Bill, she's even more special than I could have ever imagined having met you now. And is there any project that you're working on? Anything exciting coming down the pike that you want to share with us and your fans? Because I'd love to hear what's happening in your life. You've got so much going on. Absolutely. I don't know if there's anything that I can talk about right now. Oh, top secret again. 
<laughs> yeah, but there's definitely a lot in the works. But it's it's been fun because I'm also going to college and studying things that aren't acting and getting degrees in them. But doing that and then like going to shoot at night and like do the life that I grew up in. What are you majoring in? I want to know what in college. Yes, I'm majoring in music composition and psychology as a dual major. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, music, of course. I mean, your voice is incredible. And I would be remiss, and I know, Bill, you agree with me, we have to end the show with you singing, because for those of us listening out there that aren't fortunate enough or haven't been fortunate enough to see you on Broadway, oh, it's just an experience to watch you and to hear you. So we're going to end with a very special song, a very special performance that you did. The song is called Ring of Keys. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? And then we're going to end the show with you. Absolutely. So this song is very, very special to me. I did a show called Fun Home, and I was a part of it for the entire run that it was on Broadway for about two and a half years. So it was a huge chunk of my life. And I ended up singing this song at a bunch of incredible places. And I really, I could feel the song moving people with the time. And it felt really great to be a part of something so progressive. But basically the song is a part in the show where the smallest version of the character Allison is first seeing someone who she really identifies with. And it, it really, it's a revelation and it changes her life. And the song is about that. No, oh, that's a great tease. So on that note, first of all, Gabby, a pleasure. You even excelled further than what I thought you were going to be. You're just a charming delight. Bill Berloni, as always, thank you. I loved hearing about your relationship and how the friendship began. And we're going to end on this very, very special song, Ring of Keys. I feel 
I mean, Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.